Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Stolen Droids Podcast. I'm Zoner. I'm Zook. And we have a bit of an apology for last week's episode. We don't know what happened. You know, it's odd because in all of my testing, everything with my mic was good. I don't know what happened. It was probably on your end. You, like, didn't get the download right or something. Oh, sure, sure, yeah, because that's how technology <laughs> works. It, it is. It so, is. So a really weird little glitch happened in last week's episode where there was, like, three seconds missing from Zoner's rec- his audio, but it wasn't all in one spot. There was, like, a second missing here and half a second missing there. So if you listen to that episode, or if you did listen to that episode and you're wondering, what is he talking about? It's probably because that's a second that got missing. And then later on, we kind of fall out of sync for a bit, and it sounds like I'm interrupting him. It sounds like he's interrupting me. Um, we're not. We're still good. We're friends. We're sorry, everyone. It Although, I did threaten to fight you. You did. You did. I forget why. Oh, right, because, because the Super said, NES isn't as good as the N64. Yeah. Yeah, you, you like, disagree, so I think we need to fight to defend honor. Eh. We should put it on pay-per-view. <laughs> Put it up for our Patreon subscribers. Geek Slap Fight 2017. <laughs> wow, that's something nobody ever wants to see. I know, right? Um, well, hey, big shout out to our friends over at TrekRadio.net, CryptonRadio.com, uh, Stitcher.com, Radio KSCR, and Geek Factor Radio. And a uh, huge shout out over to our friends over at Patreon, Bruce, Ruff, Zane. Bruce is actually one of our staff writers now. Yeah, he, he's come on as a contributor. So, uh, if you have not been to stolendroids.com for a while, you just get the podcast through your, your, uh, podcast app, app or whatever. Um, check it out because we have done a lot. We did a redesign on the site a few months ago. Uh, we just did a slight redesign again. Uh, just changing the layout a little bit. So tell us what you think, but holy crap, do we have a lot of content. Uh, we're posting like five, six articles a day now. Giant on, shout out to our staff writers, man. Yeah. And, and it's on all sorts of different topics. So, you know, for a while I was the one doing all the writing. Uh, Zook was doing all the podcast stuff. And now we have like this whole handful of people who are, who are joining forces to make stolen droids great again. Writing good stuff. Yeah. Very good stuff. It's a lot of fun to read. It is a lot of fun to read. Um, all of it excellent, really. Um, so yeah, head on over to stolendroids.com. And by the time you hear this episode, by the time it's up, um, I believe it'll be too late to nominate us anymore for the 2017 podcast awards. So if you did nominate us, thank you. We appreciate it. Um, and it's yes. now in the hands of the judges. So yes, let us hope. <laughs> Do we need to like make some sort of sacrifice, you know, goat, chicken, whatever? Um, see what we can get going there. There's a stray dog that keeps walk- wandering around our area. Actually, it's not a stray dog. It's like one of the neighbors. We could just do that. See, I, I, I like dogs though. I have a tough time, but this one's you know. a jerk. Is it? It's a jerk dog. But you know, we could sacrifice a goat or a chicken or. Do you know how hard it is to find a goat here? You know, I was at a neighborhood barbecue one night, and we actually had a goat come wandering into the backyard. Nobody knew whose it was, but there was just a goat there. It was just this surreal moment of everyone's like, you see it too, right? This isn't like a collective stroke we're having. It was so weird. So weird. <laughs> we're like, who who in the neighborhood has a goat? We had that happen, actually, with ours, with pigs. 
Um, really? Yeah. My my son came in from the garage. The garage was open. He was supposed to be taking the trash cans out to the curb. And he's like, um, 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 like, what? What is it? Pig. There's a, there's a pig. There's a pig in our driveway. Like, what? What are you talking about? Like an, like an actual pig? Yeah. There's a pig. It's right there. There's a pig. Like, and that's all he could keep saying over and over. Yeah. Giant hogs wandering our neighborhood. <laughs> That's hilarious. Did you have bacon that day for breakfast? No, it turns out the same neighbor um, as who has the wild dog um, also was keeping pigs in their backyard for a luau. I kid, oh, that works. I kid you not. Yes, it is illegal in our city uh, by our city code, but um, they did it anyway. And so they eventually consumed the pig. Mm-hmm. Are, are they Polynesian by chance? Yes. Because I got to tell you, I've got some Polynesian relatives. I love it when they cook up a pig. I love it so very much. So if anyone wants to sacrifice a pig for the uh, the podcast awards, uh, we'll come over. Yes. Yes. That would be fun. <laughs> that would for, be a lot of fun. It's our first annual luau and sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I think we're insulting two cultures there. Um, we do not have feedback this week. Um, however, a quick heads up to our Patreon subscribers, uh, namely Ruff, who asked the question last week. We are still working on a way to get this episode to you and every episode to you early in a way that can come to your podcatcher of choice. Um, that's something we want to, so we're working on it still. Yeah. We we're looking, um, somebody told us who was it? Um, Oh, Paul. it was, it was our yeah, Irish Paul. friend. Yeah. Paul, um, ta- was talking to us about, um, doing a, a private RSS feed. Wait, it's Irish or Welsh. I thought he was, is he Irish? Who is the ones that get drunk and like to fight? Is oh, Irish? oh no, he's, he's, he's French. That's right. That's right. My bad. Oh, French. I thought they ran away from the fight. Yeah, but they still get drunk. All you oh. Europeans look alike to me anyway. You could say that about all us white people. I, I thought I just did. Um, <laughs> So, uh, well, yeah. how many people have we offended by now? I'm I not think sure. the number's we're, growing. We're seven minutes in here, and I think I've just done about one seventh of the world's population. Sweet. Um, okay, into our headlines. Let's start in with uh, social news. Why not? It's top of the list. It seems big enough. So, WhatsApp, which I think is a stupid name for an app, if we're being oh, I honest. Com- I completely agree. Um, I think we're seeing some some movement here. Uh, we've talked about how Snapchat is growing considerably, and now WhatsApp has reached over a billion active users. Now, I, not to sound like the old guy in the yard, but can someone explain to me what this WhatsApp is? It's like a messaging platform. Another one? Another one. Another one. Uh, Facebook bought it a couple years ago, I think. I remember that. But For like I never... about... 20, 20 billion dollars back then, but it supports like 60 languages. Well, that's not bad. And so when you, when you've got that much language support, that's a good portion of the world that you can actually use the app in. Well, see, what's interesting to me here is because we've talked about in, in weeks past that Instagram is kind of cooling down. They have their stories and they have their, uh, um, their trend makers on there, but it's kind of petering out. 
right? They aren't on the same meteoric rise that they have been. Meanwhile, Snapchat's taken over that niche, and it's just going gangbusters. Everyone wants to be on Snapchat for some reason. And now we have WhatsApp also going in there and taking it. But our very next one, very next headline, not to skim over that last one, it's kind of combined here. Twitter had absolutely zero new users in the last quarter. In fact, uh, I've seen reports that they lost users, like two, two million users. Two, yeah, about two million. I've seen that report too, and I can't seem to figure out why half the reports say that they added zero and the other that they lost two million unless, and I'm spitballing here because I'm sure the truth is somewhere in the middle. They gained two million new users and also lost two million users. So it's a zero sum. Well, the stuff that I'm seeing is they added zero new users, which if they lost users, that would make sense because, but that's just a nice way to say, to say that they lost users, you know? Slashdot has really weird headlines. They do. And yeah, most of the time, if I find something on Slashdot, I, I leave it on Slashdot. Yeah, the, I don't bring it onto the show. The headline actually states Twitter added zero new users last quarter despite Trump tweets. What the crap does that have to do with it? So, well, I think a lot of people predicted that Twitter was going to continue to see the growth that they saw in the first quarter based solely on the fact that President Trump uses it to tweet out massive policies and to throw mud and whatever other crap he decides to do that day. Um, so yeah, I think that they just kind of expected that the president was going to carry them to greatness. He was going to make Twitter great again. Oh, oh. And, and, I just threw up a little bit in my mouth there. <laughs> and it didn't, didn't quite happen the way that they anticipated. Okay. So let me ask perhaps an inflammatory question here or a loaded question. Um, is Trump actually hurting Twitter or do you think it's just simply that Twitter is cooling off that people don't like where I was going originally with this is that I think people are leaving Twitter and heading to other apps such as Snapchat and WhatsApp, or do you think it has something to do with Trump? I think it has to do with a lot of things, not just Trump. I think that a lot of people see Twitter as something that will censor you. I mean, Larry Korea our, our author buddy, he has, he has pretty much left Twitter because he keeps getting shadow banned. Uh, they don't like his, his, uh, position on certain issues. So they'll ban him without actually telling him he's banned. Right. Just suddenly he can't log in or his posts aren't viewable. Yeah. Nobody can see his stuff but him. Um, and so I think you've got a lot of that going on. You've got a lot of just, idiots on the for on the i want to say on the format but that's not right uh you've got a lot of idiots using using twitter though that provide absolutely no benefit to society um and i could say that you know about the kardashians i could say that about you know billy bob from the kkk there's a lot of different dregs of society as certain people would see them that use that use Twitter. And I think you've got a lot of people who just kind of don't want to be associated with that. I kind of wonder if there's almost a, 
if it's almost that, because Trump isn't the only politician who uses Twitter now. They no, most do. of them should they, or do. Yeah, most rather. of them do, and they don't censor themselves. They do not filter themselves. Now, some of them are just naturally more level-headed, and some aren't, and it goes across all spectrums. Yes. But it makes me wonder if it's almost the C-SPAN effect. That e- Explain. Well, who here loves to watch C-SPAN? No one, because politicians are boring, and no one wants to pay attention to them. Uh-huh. It's the truth. Um, yes. and, and if you think I'm wrong, you tell me when's the last time you went to your state Senate meeting and just sat in and watched it. It's not exactly I, a spectator sport. I'm not exactly a good, um, I'm not a good person to ask that question because I actually do that kind of stuff. But. Right. But you get what I'm saying with yes. this. Well, guess what? Twitter has turned into that with them. Sure. They're throwing insults a lot more. But it's still kind of like, oh, oh, well, this is, they do this too? Well, I don't necessarily want to stay around then. Yeah. It's time to move on to the hip new thing that the kids nowadays are doing. Snapchat. Yeah. I don't know. That's my theory anyway. And it's probably just as likely to be wrong as it is right. Because frankly, I think I've gotten old enough now that uh, I just don't care. You know... I like Twitter. I can't spend a lot of time on Twitter. And people say, oh, well, you can... The problem with Twitter is you only see the stuff that you want to see. You don't get a balanced balanced viewpoint. And that can be said for any social network. Mm-hmm. Very true. Uh, but you see a lot of stuff you don't want to see because other people decide they want to share it. And it's stuff they want to see. And they determine that you need to see it because they want to see it. I just blocked them. Um, speaking of Trump... He has announced that Apple will build three big, beautiful plants. Sorry, three big plants, beautiful plants in the U.S. The problem is, is that Trump is an idiot. Um, <laughs> Apple has announced no such thing. And Tim Cook uh, has declined to comment on the president's claims. So what is he talking about? What is he going on about? Well, three Apple suppliers have said that they are looking at opening plants in the U.S. See, Apple doesn't actually own plants. It tries to diversify um, hardware suppliers. It does this on purpose. You remember, what was it, like a couple of years ago when there was that glass company that Apple bought up and just dropped billions of dollars into only for it to turn around and it turns out that the manufacturing process wasn't even feasible and they had to shutter doors? They were talking uh, about... Re- uh, yeah, I recall something about that. I, yeah. I, don't, it, I don't remember the specifics, but it sounds familiar. They were going to uh, sue that company, actually, for misrepresenting the technology and everything else. Well, ever since then, Apple, well, and even a little before then, Apple has done their very best to diversify where hardware comes from so they don't run into that issue again. So they don't put all their eggs in one basket, as it were. So there's three different um, suppliers who are talking about bringing operations into the U.S., um, let's see here. Uh, Corning, uh, is one of them who already has a lot of U.S. operations. Um, unfortunately, uh, one of the other ones is Foxconn. And I say unfortunately because Foxconn has said, oh yeah, there's this huge, we're going to drop billions of dollars and we're going to build a factory in the U.S. And to Trump, when you say Foxconn, you're actually saying Apple, so he still counts it as a win. That's like buying, is he the guy that bought like the Microsoft Zune and called it an iPod? Probably. 
The problem is, is that Foxconn has already claimed they were going to build um, factories here in the U.S. Three. This is their third time, and they never do. Oh, fun! So they're just a big old tease. A huge tease. They've said three times now. Oh, we're going to build it here. We're bringing jobs to the U.S. They even use the same rhetoric about how America is the birthplace of the TVs, and now it's, how it's so crazy that there's no factories here that make LCD. So Foxconn's going to bring those operations back to the U.S. where they belong. And then they never do. <laughs> um, did Superman just show up at your house? Um, I, I'm, I'm impressed that you recognize that. I don't know if our listeners could hear it, but I just got a text message. Um, this is why you mute your phone. Yeah, I didn't even think about it because it's Freaking 11.40 at night when we're recording. Who's texting me? Oh. So. But yeah, that that was the uh, intro for the 1941 Max Fleischer uh, Superman cartoon. And it's silenced. You will not hear it again. Sorry for the brief interruption. Yeah. Okay, moving on. I love one of the comments here on this article. It says the plants in reality will most likely be built and operated by Foxconn, not by Apple. So they will hardly be beautiful. <laughs> They'll have suicide nets around the base of the building. And large fences at the top. And- Does OSHA need to come in and regulate the suicide nets? Like, is there like a paragraph that says like how much give they have to have and how far out they have to do and how often they have to be maintained? That's a good question. These, really suic- question. these suicide nets have been maintained. Permit of operation is in the front lobby. That's making light of suicide. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's not the first time, nor will it be the last. Right. Let's continue on Apple. Apple has decided to discontinue the iPod Nano and the iPod Shuffle. And I was kind of surprised. Surprised by this, actually, because you thought that they were discontinued long ago. Well, yeah, I, I, I did honestly, and then As I realized. Did I. Uh, then I realized, no, wait, there's probably still a market for just a cheap, small MP3 player, like the Nano or the Shuffle. Well, maybe not the Shuffle. The Shuffle doesn't make as much sense, but the Nano, the Nano wasn't a bad little device. But I guess I, and it, see, I never had one. I didn't either. My my mom had one, and uh, we thought about getting one for my mother-in-law uh, when she worked out, because it is. It's just this tiny little screenless MP3 player. It's really simple. It is what you need it to be. Yeah. But it hasn't seen an update. Neither of them have seen an update in quite a while, and I guess it does make sense to, if you're not updating it and people aren't buying it, then it's just kind of stagnated on its own anyway. So now there is only one iPod. I'm surprised that they still have the iPod, to be honest. I'm not. Um, this The iPod is great if you have like a kid who you don't want to give a phone to and don't want to buy a tablet for. Because it can do a lot of the little things. And I I do agree there. I, yeah. I do agree. There, there, is a, there is a use case for it. Mm-hmm. But I just, I see so many people, I mean, kids like, Eight, nine years old that have smartphones now. Right. I don't think they should necessarily, but that's not my place. That's not my call. True. 
Um, and it, it just kind of makes me wonder, is, is there even still a market for that? Well, and the thing is too, is that really Apple has no one to blame for this, but themselves. Um, the iPod, when it came out was revolutionary. Um, it, it was the reason why everyone wanted an iPod. It yeah. was, it was the entire reason why creative had to get out of the Zen marketplace, uh, because creative Zen was the first large MP3 player that really did well in the market. I think RCA had one as well. Um, I actually had a Zen. Yeah. It, it was nice. And, and, I but, still got it. But Apple with that click wheel, that simple, yeah. simple to use click wheel. I think that that interface alone was the real saving grace of the iPod until the store came out. Yeah. It's I mean, so it's, much so that, yeah, sorry, I keep interrupting you, but no, it, it's fine. It's just, I, or am I interrupting you? I don't know. We don't know, but Whoa. It, it was a revolutionary device. It changed the way that people view technology and I, not just, not just portable technology, but technology as a whole, I think. Well, that, that, that white plastic design also kind of set Apple on its design path that still exists now. It did. It did. And uh, yeah, they look nice. I'm not a fan of the white, but whatever. That's cool. People like it. Um, but yeah, I mean, Apple, Apple used to be innovative mm -hmm. and the iPod was a very, um, very good reminder of that fact. And with them taking that away, kind of sad. Yeah. So, you know, pour a glass for the iPod. 15 years. I didn't even realize it was that old, but no, it makes sense. 15 years. Yep. Uh, I agree. Um, I'm interested to see. I, I truly am. We've brought this up before. I really am interested to see what Apple does next. And I truly hope it's not just another iPhone, iPad, because eventually, eventually they're going to have to bring out a new product that will force them to 15 years from now, maybe, or 10 years from now discontinue the iPhone. It's just the natural way of things. And I sure hope they do it soon. Yeah. I'll be interested to see what happens. I hope it's something cool. Cause you know, for all the crap I give Apple, I want them to be amazing. I want them to be successful and to throw out stuff that completely revolutionizes the way we use our technology. Like the iPod did. Because then that spurs other companies to do the same thing. And it just creates so much excitement when mm -hmm. everybody is, is throwing cool stuff out there that's useful and high quality. And well, yeah, I mean, I love my Galaxy S8 Plus. My Galaxy S8 Plus is one of the best phone, is the best phone I've ever owned. And I think it's a benchmark of what every phone should be. Okay. That's okay. my own opinion, but. The fact of the matter is, is that it wouldn't exist without the original iPhone. And as we discussed last week, the design probably wouldn't exist either. True. Very true. <laughs> very, very true. But that, that just simply wasn't the path that smartphones were taking until Apple came in and changed the path. Yeah. And it made all this possible. And that's not necessarily just giving kudos to Apple. It's just an example of, hey, look, you know, you... You come in, you shake things up, you force competition, and look what we all get from it. Speaking of competition, and competition to Apple, 
cool. Huawei. 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 Um, has decided to leave the low end and middle end market in smartphones and is dedicating itself to high end. They want to surpass Apple and compete directly against the new iPhone, the upcoming iPhone. That's, that's cool. That's ambitious. It is ambitious. And, you know, it will report everything that you do back to the Chinese government. Oh, probably. Um, but hey, hopefully it's awesome. Well, the thing, this makes sense too. And, and warning, this article is again from Bloomberg, which means there's an autoplay video. I hate Bloomberg for that reason. I do uh, too. But this makes sense because we've mentioned before, it's almost impossible to compete against all the low end Android devices out there. There's just too many. There's too many. And someone from Shenzhen Electric Limited Co. Um, out of China will always be able to make something cheaper than you using less labor and cheaper parts that breaks in about six months, but who cares? Cause you got it for 50 bucks. Yeah. You'll never make money against them when you compete against them. So they've decided to go the opposite way. And I find this funny cause like Nokia went that way and um, ZTE has gone that way. Like they all want to target the low end thinking they're going to make money there. Yeah. And Huawei is going the opposite. And so like their note 10 or sorry, the, the mate 10 it's been getting great reviews. Now, I actually, I don't think I have it anymore. I had one of their very first phones that came to the U.S. It, it was like an alpha unit. It wasn't even to beta yet. And I have always been impressed by them. But, yeah, like you said, they've always gone after the low-end market. They're They're trying to battle the Alcatels and the the no-name Chinese brands of the world when focus on the big boys. If you want to be a big dog, go fight against the other big dogs. Mm -hmm. I like, I like that. I I hope it pays off for the same reasons that we've discussed repeatedly on this show. I'm interested to see what they, what they do. Um, Let's stick with the, uh, with the different phone manufacturers for now. Uh, Samsung. Samsung reported just an insane quarter. They did. Record high. And shoot, this was a Wall Street Journal article, which means that I can't read it anymore. Oh, good times. It went behind the paywall. So let me see if I can find... uh, Uh, Their profit jumped to $9.9 for the three months that ended in June. Yeah. That's 89% rise from 5.85 trillion won, which is... Um, a lot. Uh, 11.05 trillion is 9.9 billion in U.S. Yeah. Now, what's funny is the fact that I'm back on Bloomberg. Um, and they point out how horrible a year this was for Samsung. They had phones that were exploding and they got involved in the entire mess that forced South Korea's president to be impeached. By the way, last week, I, I'm just remembering this last week, I mistakenly said that Bixby was available in the U.S. and North Korea. It's not. I don't think anything's available in North Korea. I'm not sure they have food. Um, it's South Korea. I didn't even catch that when you said I, that. So. I didn't until I heard it again later, and I'm like, wow, that, that was that was way wrong. That was so wrong. Well, and yet nobody called us out on that. So I'm frankly disappointed in you listeners. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just crazy that Samsung has been doing so well despite all this, um, which I think is a testament to how awesome these products have been. And I think that's exactly right. They, you know, if you consistently put out good stuff, you can suffer a misstep every now and then. Even we've if these missteps are huge. Again. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it time and again. People are forgiving if you continue to churn out high quality product that people like. And this is a perfect example of it. I don't worry about my phone exploding very much. <laughs> Uh, but you know, I'm a Samsung guy. You're a Samsung guy. And I, I didn't I even mean to be a Samsung guy. I know it just kind of happened. I, I'm the same way. I, I go with whatever is, whatever meets my needs is what I will go with. And at the moment, that happens to be Samsung. Now, I, I should point out that, uh, and I think I mentioned this once before. I was uh, going to get the Galaxy Book, that Windows two-in-one tablet convertible. Yeah. And I canceled my order and I got the Surface Pro instead. So, yes. So sorry, Samsung. You, you weren't welcome there. I went with the Windows Pro and uh, the Surface Pro and I do not regret it. Man, I love that thing. Um, but it's just insane that they're still doing so well. And on the heels of that, they've also announced they're now in talks to expand Samsung pay to non Samsung phones. This is amazing for me because I, mean, although it could, it could ultimately mean I buy a non-Samsung brand phone. Yeah, but they still make money. They do. They will. But I will. I, I am such a fan of Samsung Pay, and we've said it before on this show. I will probably be Samsung as long as Samsung Pay is a thing. And as long as they don't break it like Google did. Well, now, see, here's what's kind of funny about this. Um and honestly, either one would be probably pretty awesome. There's a couple different ways they can do this. Samsung Pay doesn't just use NFC like every other mobile wallet. You know, Apple Pay, Android Pay. Yeah, that's what they call it now. I don't know. I don't use it. Yeah, I don't either. They all use- Although Walmart Pay or whatever it's called uses your camera and a QR code. Yeah, well, it's Walmart. That's, that's high tech right there. Yeah. So they use NFC to transfer Bluetooth information and that's how they make a payment. That's what NFC is actually. It's just uh, a Bluetooth connection, a one-time secure transaction. Um, Samsung uses what's called MST where it actually will transmit magnetic information over short distances. They bought that from Loop Pay. Um, it was a company that had a, a case that could do that. Uh, I remember Colin talking about him. He hated them because they never fit right and they always broke. Well, Samsung incorporated MST technology into the phones and into my, my Gear S3 as well. So it can instead transmit that information even to card readers that don't have an NFC spot. Yeah. So Samsung Pay isn't just their own app. It, there's hardware involved. So option, option number one, they get involved with the phone manufacturers and start licensing their MST technology that they bought from Loop Card or Loop Pay, um, which I'm not sure they do. That would make the most sense for us as consumers, but that becomes very difficult for Samsung to maintain because they would then have to support all these third-party builds and make sure that everything worked properly. That seems like an awfully large investment for them. But 
at the same time, it also means that all these other manufacturers are paying them royalty fees. So maybe it's not so far out of the realm of possibility. Option two. And this one's kind of ironic to me. They could also build Samsung Pay phone cases. Which, based on Colin's review of their phone cases, probably isn't a good idea. Well, I find it ironic because that's where this technology existed in the first place. It was originally the Loop Pay card case. Yeah. So, for the, to go back and become that again, I would just find hilarious. It would almost be poetic. Yeah, that would be kind of come full circle there with that tech. And hopefully, the fact that Samsung was involved would make it better. Yeah, let's hope. But no, I think this is really cool. I think this is cool. And I, and I hope to see it. Now, obviously, they are talking, um, high end phones. You're not going to be able to go get your, Alcatel phone from Cricket and have this technology on it. Right. Uh, it's, it's going to be the upper end flagship devices, that type of stuff. So. And the main reason for that is in case you're wondering, well, Samsung's only catering to high end. No, the only reason Alcatel and ZTE and, and companies like that can sell phones for so cheap is because they don't include the features that cost them money to include. Exactly. And, it, and if they have to pay a royalty to Samsung, that's money that would bump up the price of the phone and they don't do that. Yeah. So, um, that's cool though. That's interesting. Um, in, uh, Google Maps, Google Maps is the preferred in-car map system. For Android Auto. Right. Mainly because it's the only one really you can use. But even in reviews I've seen where it's Android Auto versus um, Apple CarPlay, Apple Maps still kind of suck in the car. Yeah. The problem is, is that there are a lot of people who don't like to use Google Maps. They prefer to use Waze and have lamented long and hard about how Waze is not available in Android Auto. That is changing now. I am one of those people who have lamented that. Mm-hmm. Now... Early reviews have not been great about this, unfortunately. Um, it turns out that even though Google owns Waze, the data isn't quite as good. The, the level of map detail is still better on Google Maps than it is on Waze. And Waze, unfortunately, has ads that pop up. Uh-huh. Which is even more annoying when it's on your car's infotainment screen. That being said, Waze does have the ability to still see cops where they are, accidents that pop up. You can report things. It's still very handy that way. Now, is it is this available on the app as well, or is this just within the car itself? Um, it's just within the car itself, which makes sense. Why would you use it on the app when you could just use Waze, the app? Which makes perfect sense to me when you say that. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you know, some people like like to have the driving mode enabled and stuff when they're driving. Waze I, itself is always in driving mode. Well, and... It's not well, meant to be used when you're walking. Well, no, but I'm talking about, like, with how messages are handled coming in and and an easier interface so that you're not having to fumble through all sorts of menus to get to your music or whatever the case may be but that's my point Waze is always the simplistic driving interface it's a driving app it is but there's 
Android Auto, and there's a few others that basically put your phone into car mode. I'm, I'm, and, just, I'm just so confused right now by what you're uh, saying. People know what I'm talking about. If you know what I'm talking about, tell Zuki's an idiot. I, and, I, and, and we need to fight. <laughs> that's like, it sounds like you're saying, I wish there was a way you could put my phone's dialer into dialing mode. You know, just, you know, something that was really, really put the phone call first. And if there was just a really nice way to change the interface of the dialer to be more like a dialer, it would be great. No, because when you look at when you look at Android Auto, do you have Android Auto installed on your SA? I do, I do. Uh, it it's a very simplistic interface. You can't access everything. You can set it up to automatically text people back when you're driving, saying "I'm driving," or when you get any messages. You can. You've got a thing for your music and your audio f- players are listed right there. You've got your dialer. And it's very simplistic. It's just a cleaner interface for when you're driving. A lot of big buttons, easy to read. And unfortunately, uh, I've never, and in fact, Waze still doesn't pop up for me, but you know, what you just said is, is why. Um, I, I don't like the Google Maps navigation. If I could have Waze open up within Android Auto on the app, or if it would give me the option to open up Waze, although at that point, that's that's why I don't use Android Auto. I just use Waze. So, kind of going back to what you were saying. Mm. So, I'm not that crazy, am I? Well, no, you don't understand what I was saying at all. Uh, you're just a crazy person. Moving uh, on. <laughs> It's the ramblings of a madman tonight on the Stolen Droids podcast. It's because I just did an episode of the Generic Geek podcast. True. Very so true. That, I, I'm on podcast number two. What what podcast number is this for you tonight, man? Still number one. <laughs> you Moving say that's like a, it's a bad thing. Like you're, You are selling our listeners short. You're two-timing them. Granted, you're two-timing them with another podcast that they can listen to, but... So, well, never mind. Shut up. Okay. So YouTube, YouTube Red, which we have not talked about a lot recently and Google Play Music maybe merging. Well, I, I think it was all but confirmed, wasn't it? Well, here's my question. What happened to YouTube Music? Was that a thing? Yeah. YouTube Music was a thing. I don't know. Where did it go? And maybe that became something else that is now going to be this Google Play and YouTube Red conglomeration. Yeah, so YouTube Music was just music videos on YouTube. YouTube Red was their original programming. I thought YouTube Red was their ad-free version. Well, it's ad-free as well, but there's original programming on there. some original stuff. Yeah, it's both. Okay. Uh, so I'm just confused. But anyway, yeah, they're going to merge and form a whole new service. I'm interested to see what happens with this. Uh, not because I use YouTube Red, but because I use Google Play Music. I use it a lot. And I don't want them to break my YouTube or my Google Play Music. Oh, they'll just, they won't break it. They'll just name it something else and take it from you. 
and they'll probably break it. And then I'll end up with 18 different music platforms uh, to complement my 47 different messaging platforms. Perhaps. I, I don't know what they're doing. It'll be interesting. And maybe it's only going to affect the people who who pay for these services. Uh, and the free users won't be affected. I don't know. I guess we'll, like so many other things, have to wait and see. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Patience is a virtue. It's not one that I have sometimes. So. <laughs> um, okay. In other phone news. Yeah, I think that's it for Google. Yeah, we're good. Uh, so the Nokia 3310, we've talked about this. It's a throwback to the original Nokia 3310. It's a great looking little phone. It's a perfect little, sorry, feature phone, not dumb phone, like I was going to call it, uh, when you don't need a smartphone all the time. Yes. And it, the problem with it, and I I don't remember if we've talked about the problem on the show or not, but it's it's a 2G phone. U.S. carriers don't use 2G anymore, so there's no point in releasing it to the U.S., which is a problem because I would buy two of them. Um. There are people who who want this in the U.S. who want to be able to use it on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And it's looking now like that may be coming to fruition. Uh, it looks like the FCC has has one of them that they are reviewing. So hopefully that means that we will be getting some sort of news here in the next few weeks. There are rumors that the Nokia 3310 could launch with the Nokia 8 at an event in August. So, yeah, now it's talking about using uh, very select 3G bands. And if you're wondering why only 3G, it's important to note these phones don't have apps. So there's no real need for LTE on them. They're quite literally only transmitting voice and text messages. Yeah, that's it. I know. This day and age, in 2017, it seems almost bizarre that you would ever have hardware that can only do that. But this used to be a thing. Well, and the amazing thing is, there's like actual physical buttons. And there's only 12 of them. Yet there's 26 letters of the alphabet. So we're back to the pressing the 7 key four times if you want to type an S. That's awesome. Our kids can know the pain that we suffered for through. None of this swipe keyboard availability. See, I would love to get one of these just like as the emergency phone or something that I can pop my SIM card into when I go camping. Oh, yeah, that would be nice. Right? Because I don't feel like losing my $800 phone to the wilderness. That's actually a really good idea. Just have it as a backup. Right. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. That's. So, I, but seriously, though, I will be buying two of these when they come out. In the U.S. for my kids, because I'm tired of them having smartphones. They don't need them. Right. Um, in some Cortana news, Fitbit has been updated to now work with Cortana. This is kind of cool. You don't have a Fitbit, though. Your wife does, though, doesn't she? M- my wife does, but she doesn't use virtual assistants at all. Oh, really? Yeah. So... Yeah, um, we talked about how, uh, Microsoft was opening up, um, Cortana so that you could, uh, develop 
stuff using their skill kit, the Cortana skills kit. So you can integrate your products with Cortana. Well, Fitbit has done this. So now you just need to say, hey, Cortana, open Fitbit. And Cortana will then have you connect to your Fitbit account. That's pretty cool. That's very cool. Um, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This isn't in our headlines. This just happened like an hour and a half ago. Okay. The first 30 Model 3 Teslas were just handed over to their new owners. Oh, they just rolled off the line, huh? Yeah. Cool. There was a delivery ceremony in Fremont, Fremont, California, and the first 30 just went home. Wow. I didn't think that was going to happen yet. I thought it was still a little ways off. That That is cool. Congratulations to those people. Maybe one day I will be able to attend a ceremony where I get my Elio as it rolls off the... <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't be hater, people. That will not happen, and you know it. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, the pictures here, the Model 3. This thing is... Uh, it's nice. Cool. I love how you're, like, surfing headlines as we're discussing our show. I can't help it. This is what I do. This is what I actively do at work. I do this when I'm talking with my wife. She hates it. Um, hey, speaking of Cortana and Microsoft and Windows, Bill Gates has been listed as the richest person in the world now for, geez, what is it, like 25 years? Years, yeah. It's been a long time. Years and years. Well, Amazon... And this is another Wall Street Journal, um, so it's sorry, sorry, it, it's hidden now. But the, Amazon got a huge surge in valuation just this week, um, which boosted Jeff Bezos's um, estimated net worth up to ten billion dollars. Now, I find this so funny. The finance world is supposed to be all about facts and figures and formulas and calculations, but at in the end of so much of it just comes down to what someone feels a thing is worth. Which is interesting. I, yeah. Yeah, it's a gut feeling kind of thing. I find that so funny. But anyway, yeah. so when he hit $10 billion in valuation, he became the richest person in the world. Despite the fact that it didn't mean he suddenly had $10 billion. It meant that his net worth was $10 billion. Which, for a brief moment in time, was in front of Bill Gates. So he was the number one guy when it comes to richness. Right. And then their earnings came out. And it turns out that even though Amazon's revenue was up, even though their sales were just through the roof, more people are buying things on Amazon than ever before. More people are using Amazon web services just up along every single front. They were making more money than they ever, ever made before. They also went and bought a lot of new data centers, reinvested in their hardware. They spent a lot of that money. And just because of that, they counted it as a 77% loss. And just like that, his valuation dropped $6 billion. That's crazy. I don't understand finances at all. I seriously don't. They didn't suddenly lose 77% of their 
money, it just changed from liquid assets into actual, you know, investments. It's still there. Well, from what I heard, though, their profits were down somewhat, too. They missed they missed their target. The profits were down because they invested the money back into the company. Yeah, but, but it was down more than they anticipated. So Than they anticipated or I think analysts? They, and that's my question. It's like, so the entire valuation yeah. is based upon what an analyst says? Probably. See, still doesn't I, make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't, but... All I know is I can go to Amazon and I can buy freaking anything and it will be here in two days. Yep. In fact, I just had to do that. The AC on my car is out. My car is 10 years old and a resistor is no longer made by General Motors. I had to buy it on Amazon and I was able to do it for half the price of anywhere else. Nice. Yep. I wonder if I can buy a transmission from my van on Amazon. Probably. Definitely. <laughs> Um, okay, let's uh, let's burn through some of these here real fast. Um, Microsoft Paint, no longer a thing. Well, it's still a thing. It's just no longer native. You'll have to, uh, starting soon, you'll have to start downloading it from the Microsoft Store. Yeah, this is this is one that caused people to lose their mind. I mean, Microsoft Paint. Which is Paint, funny, because it's Microsoft Paint. And it's not, th- I mean, it's cool, I guess, maybe. But I, I actually did a write-up on StolenDroids.com about this, and I said that it's only mostly dead, which, if it's going to the Windows Store, that's pretty much mostly dead, because I'm not going to go seek out Paint to install it. I'll install Paint.net or something else that's free, GIMP or whatever. But, or Sketchbook or any number of good apps on the Windows Store. Yeah, but the fact that it comes natively installed, I use Paint all the time for screenshots and things at work. I mean, just constantly using Paint. So it's it's not dead. People thought it was dead. They came out the next day, said, nope, just kidding. And here we are. Um, so it... it it may as well be dead if it's going to a separate app and not going to be installed natively. I think at this point it's only a matter of time. Yeah, I disagree. Um, I, I think between how they've tried to then do Paint 3D, because remember they, they launched that, I think they're just trying to find a new way to roll out the next generation of it. That may be. That, Paint, may, that actually makes sense. Paint really hasn't updated since they added jpeg and png support years ago yeah i mean they've updated the ui a bit but i think they kind of had to because it's a windows thing right right um in hilarious pokemon go news so there was something called pokemon go fest it was uh, last weekend in chicago where they were going to have just this huge festival of pokemon go players Legendary Pokemon were going to be available. You're going to be able to battle. You're going to be able to go around Chicago capturing Pokemon and training them and getting special rewards. And it was nuts. It was going to be nuts. It became incredibly nuts when people who had flown out for this and gotten hotel rooms got there and found that they couldn't play like at all 
Turns out uh, Niantic is really, really, really bad at making sure their games work the way they're supposed to. You may remember this from when Pokemon Go first launched and no one could get in. Um, yeah. So this entire festival that centered around this video game, the video game was unplayable the entire time. And uh, a lot of people are now filing a class action lawsuit against them because they are out travel costs, um, room and board, money for food. Uh, they're claiming uh, false advertising, which I think is about the nicest way you can put that. You know, I think that... I think that's true. And Niantic... Um, is trying to make good on it. They gave them all the legendary Pokemon after all, and uh, they're offering them a $100 of in-game currency, which is kind of a giant FU. Oh, definitely. Yeah, if I flew to Chicago for this thing, I would be pissed if I couldn't play. I mean, I get pissed when I couldn't play walking down the street. I got pissed when I spent $100 in-game. And then they blocked my account. Yeah. Yeah, there was that, wasn't there? I think that for as cool of a concept as it is, Niantic has just effed it up over and over and over again to the point where nobody is going to play this thing. Well, they they will. They will. Unfortunately, Niantic as a company just has some really, really, really screwy business practices. Between banning people outright for playing in a game, playing the game in a way that they didn't agree with, um, to retroactively banning people, to not launching their games with enough servers to actually, you know, run the game, to randomly taking devices off the supported list. So if you had the app and it worked great one time, and then all of a sudden it stopped working great with absolutely no update from them. It's just, it's really weird to run a business like this. Yeah, it's a disaster. They're a hot mess. And they're a Google subsidiary, aren't they? Of course they are. That is, that is an interesting thing. Yep. That's a, that's a crying shame right there. Um, finally, I think this is a finally. Yes, it is. Comcast has a new service they're going to be launching called Instant TV. Um, it's kind of what you think it is. It's basically Hulu, only it's Comcast. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. That's interesting. Um, if this works, if it works as well as they're billing it, that it'll work. I mean, I remember back in the day, I had the Comcast uh, account uh, when I, I lived, uh, when my ex and I were still together. So that tells you right now it was over a decade ago. And we had the Comcast fan. Do you remember that? Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. And you had the on-demand Comcast uh, stuff. And, and many Comcast remotes still have, the silver remotes still have that red on-demand button. Uh-huh. Where you can do on-demand movies and whatnot. And they've, they've been trying at this for a long time. And Xfinity, when they came out with that, it, it was, uh, another, um, stab in the dark at it. But they're really trying. And none of them have quite worked out the way they want. If they could make this work out, though, it would be huge for cord cutters. I go on and on and on about my, uh, metropolitan internet here that I have in my city and they have their own cable as well. And our cable is pretty good, 
but it has nothing like this. Uh huh. If Xfinity could come out with something like this and have it work right and not end up screwing everyone over, which is asking a lot of Comcast, this could be a game changer. It could. I think it's interesting that they're basically, and it's smart, but they're catering to the people who hate them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I hadn't thought of that. You're absolutely they're, right. That's, that's what they're doing. They're, they're trying to win over the people that despise them. And have left them because their business model sucks. So I guess that's good that Comcast is recognizing that they need to change things up. But let's be honest, it's Comcast. It's still going to be Comcast. Mm, True. It's just in their nature. A scorpion must sting. Comcast must screw. Yeah. Yeah. I almost said something... um, worse but no let's go with that let's go with what you said into our favorites and speaking of screwing no i'm joking i didn't mean that i love you sweetie um our friend lisa foils she is objectively gorgeous like like scientifically objectively gorgeous i think that's safe to say like from a clinical standpoint she is and you're sitting there grinning at me like I'm digging myself into the, into a hole. But you you know it. You agree it as well. I I do not disagree. Anyway, she has put out a a, a video on her uh, on her vlog, and it's something that I have a hard time relating to because it's about beauty tricks. She points out that like most YouTube videos that are out there now are all about makeup tutorials and hair tutorials, and they all follow this kind of thing. And people are just kind of cashing in on this. It's the latest trend, kind of like Twitch game streams. And uh-huh. so she brings up six beauty tricks she doesn't do. And then she proceeds to eviscerate them about how stupid they are. Now, the argument can be made she can do that because she's naturally gorgeous, but it's still hilarious watching her try to do them anyway and ending up, as she says, looking like a hooker. Yeah, that is a that is an entertaining video. I, I did laugh a few times. I like the the war paint analogy when it comes to contouring. Yes. And if you don't know what that is, go watch the Kardashians or something. Yeah. Um My favorite this week is a trailer that for a movie that I didn't even know existed until I saw the ba- Lego Batman movie. Uh, it's a Lego Ninjago movie. I saw the first trailer and I thought, man, that looks like a lot of fun. My kids love Ninjago. I've seen like all the episodes that are on Netflix multiple times because they watch them multiple times. Uh, but it's a fun show. I, I like the concept. It's, and it's Lego. The movie looks really good. And they came out with the second trailer this week, uh, at San Diego Comic Con. And holy crap, that looks like a ton of fun. I I think that this may be one that I am going to be seeing in the theaters, not because my kids want to go, but because I want to take my kids. And it it, it looks good. So take a minute, go check it out. All right. Well, that is our show this week. Hey, let us know what you're thinking. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. Give us a call, 801-917-GEEK. Uh, follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Patreon. I don't know if you can actually follow us, but if you give you us money, if you, you give can- us money, I will let you walk behind me. 
for as, as long as you want. You you can follow us on Patreon. Okay. You don't need to give us money. Uh, you can. Just saying. You can. <laughs> we we appreciate it. Until next time. Cheers. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.